All right, let's try this again with the mic on. O oh, send out thy light and thy truth, that they may lead me and bring me unto thy holy hill and to thy dwelling. Continuing on on page 7. O oh, Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Together, Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. This morning we'll read the first 16 verses of Psalm 107, which begins on page 476. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is gracious and his mercy endureth forever. Let them give thanks whom the Lord hath redeemed, and delivered from the hand of the enemy. And gather them out of the lands, from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. They went astray in the wilderness out of the way, and found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. For they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them forth by the right way, that they might go to the city where they dwelt. Oh, that men would therefore praise the Lord for his goodness, and declare the wonders that he doeth for the children of men. For he satisfied the empty soul, and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. Such as sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, being fast bound in misery and iron. Because they rebelled against the words of the Lord, and lightly regarded the counsel of the Most Highest. He also brought down their heart through heaviness. They fell down, and there was none to help them. So when they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, he delivered them out of their distress. For he brought them out of darkness, and out of the shadow of death, and brake their bonds in sunder. O oh, that man would therefore praise the Lord for his goodness! Declare the wonders that he doeth for the children of men. For he hath broken the gates of brass, and smitten the bars of iron in sunder. 
Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the sixth chapter of the book of Judges. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian for seven years. And the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel. Because of the Midianites, the children of Israel made for themselves the dens, the caves, and the strongholds, which are in the mountains. So it was, whenever Israel had sown Midianites, would come up, also Amalekites, and the people of the east would come up against them. Then they would encamp against them and destroy the produce of the earth as far as Gaza, and leave no sustenance for Israel, neither sheep nor ox nor donkey. For they would come up with their livestock and their tents, coming in as numerous as locusts. Both they and their camels were without number, and they would not and they would enter the land to destroy it. So Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites, and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. And it came to pass, when the children of Israel cried out to the Lord because of the Midianites, that the Lord sent a prophet to the children of Israel, who said to them, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, I brought you up from Egypt, and brought you out of the house of bondage. And I delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians, and out of the hand of all who oppressed you and drove them out before you, and gave you their land. Also I said to you, I am the Lord your God, and do not fear the gods of the Amorites, in whose land you dwell. But you have not obeyed my voice. Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth tree, which was in Ophrah, which belonged to Joash the Abizarite, while his son Gideon threshed wheat in the winepress, in order to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, the Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Gideon said to him, O oh my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all his miracles, which our fathers told us about, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go in, the, go in this might of yours, and you shall have Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I, have I not sent you? So he said to him, O oh my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said to him, Surely I will be with you, and you shall defeat the Midianites as one, as one man. Then he said to him, If now I have found favor in your sight, then show me a sign that it is you who talk with me. Do not depart here, from here I pray until I come to you and bring out my offering and set it before you. And he said, I will wait until you come back. So Gideon went in and prepared a young goat and unleavened bread from an ephah of flour. The meat he put in a basket, and he put the broth in a pot, and he brought them out to him under the terebinth tree and presented them. The angel of God said to him, Take the meat and the unleavened bread and lay them on this rock and pour out the broth. And he did so. Then the angel of the Lord put out the end of the staff that was in his hand and touched the meat and the unleavened bread and fire rose out of the rock and consumed the meat and unleavened bread. And the angel of the Lord departed out of his sight. Now Gideon perceived that he was the angel of the Lord. So Gideon said, Alas, O Lord God, for I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. Then the Lord said to him, Peace be with you. Do not fear. You shall not die. So Gideon built an altar there to the Lord, 
and called it The Lord is Peace. To this day, it is still an Ophrah of the Abizarites. Now it came to pass the same night that the Lord said to him, Take your father's young bull, the second bull of seven years old, and tear down the altar of Baal that your father has, and cut down the wooden image that is beside it, and build an altar to the Lord your God on top of this rock in the proper arrangement. And take the second bull and offer a burnt sacrifice with the wood of the image which you shall cut down. So Gideon took men from among his servants and did as the Lord had said to him. But because he feared his father's household and the men of the city too much to do it by day, he did it by night. And when the men of the city arose early in the morning, there was the altar of Baal torn down and the wooden image that was beside it was cut down. And the second bull was being offered on the altar which had been built. So they said to one another, Who has done this thing? And when they inquired and asked, they said, Gideon, the son of Joash, has done this thing. Then the men of the city said to Joash, Bring out your son, that he may die, because he has torn down the altar of Baal, and because he has cut down the wooden image that was beside it. But Joash said to all who stood against him, Would you plead for Baal? Would you save him? Let the one who... <clears throat> Let the one who would plead for him be put to death by morning. If he is a god, let him plead for himself, because his altar has been torn down. Therefore, on that day he called him Jerubbaal, saying, Let Baal plead against him, because he has torn down his altar. Then all the Midianites and Amalekites, the people of the east, gathered together, and they crossed over and encamped in the valley of Jezreel. But the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon. Then he blew the trumpet, and the Abizarites gathered behind him, and he sent messengers throughout all Manasseh, who also gathered behind him. He also sent messengers to Asher, Zebulun, and Naphtali, and they came up to meet them. So Gideon said to God, If you will save Israel by my hand, as you have said, look, I shall put a fleece of wool on the threshing floor. If there is dew on the fleece only, and it is dry on all the ground, then I shall know that you will save Israel by my hand, as you have said. And it was so. When he rose early the next morning and squeezed the fleece together, he wrung the dew out of the fleece, a bowl full of water. Then Gideon said to God, Do not be angry with me, but let me speak just once more. Let me test, I pray, just once more with the fleece. Let it now be dry only on the fleece, but on all the ground let there be dew. And God did so that night. It was dry on the fleece only, but there was dew on all the ground. Here ends the first lesson. On page 11, the Benedictus says, Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, Praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom. Praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven. Praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the eighth chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke. 
Now it came to pass afterward that he went through every city and village, preaching and bringing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God. And the twelve were with him, and certain women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, out of whom had come seven demons, and Joanna the wife of Chusa, Herod's steward, and Susanna, and many others who provided for him from their substance. And when, he, and when a great multitude had gathered, and they had come to him from every city, he spoke by a parable. A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trampled down, and the birds of the air devoured it. Some fell on rock, and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. But others fell on good ground, sprang up, and yielded a crop a hundredfold. When he had said these things, he cried, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Then his disciples asked him, saying, What does this parable mean? And he said, To you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to the rest it is given in parables, that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are the ones who hear. But the devil comes and takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. But the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy. And these have no root, who believe for a while and in time of temptation fall away. Now the ones that fell among thorns are those who, when they have heard, go out and are choked with cares, riches, and pleasures of life and bring no fruit to maturity. But the ones that fell on the good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. Here ends the second lesson. Together the Benedictus. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us, in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies, from the hand of all that hate us, perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to his remember his holy covenant, perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. And thou, child, shall be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, give light to them that sit in darkness, and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, 
the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, we beseech thee mercifully to hear us, and grant that we, to whom thou hast given a hearty desire to pray, may by thy mighty aid be defended and comforted in all dangers and adversities, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us thy humble servants in all assaults of our enemies that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning. After Thursday's detour to remember St. Peter, we are continuing sequentially through Judges and Luke. As a relatively unskilled teacher, I often find it difficult to link such sequential sets of readings. However, in listening to this week's readings and thinking about today's, I was struck that today's unifying theme is a common one throughout the Bible, particularly in the new cycle of the Old Testament. The people of Israel are faithful for a while, and then they give in to the temptations of the world around them and sin. God calls them out on their sins, and the faithful repent and are forgiven. After starting this week on Monday with Joshua's farewell, we join Judges Tuesday with the death of Joshua. We will be in Judges until next Friday through the death of Samson, skipping the last five chapters of Judges to move on to the story of Ruth. After spending nearly three books of the Pentateuch to cover 40 years in the wilderness and about 30 years in the book of Joshua, the 21 chapters of Judges cover 410 years in the Promised Land until the birth of Samuel and his anointing of the first two kings of Israel, Saul and David. Still, in the nearly 250 years represented by this week's readings, we sing, see a single pattern. When they are obedient to God, the people of Israel all enjoy the blessings of God's promises, including the promise of dwelling in a land of milk of honey and honey, the promised land. But eventually they succumb to the temptations of the world and have to be reprimanded by God and suffer the consequences before they turn away from their evil ways. This is a story that will culminate first with Solomon through his pagan marriages undermining the kingdom that his father fought to build, 
and later on with the destruction of the first and second temples in Jerusalem. In reading Judges, we skip the first chapter, which explains how the Israelites disobeyed God and did not drive out the Canaanites, Asherites, and Amorites. As Joshua predicted in his farewell address on Monday, their failure to do so will mean that they will be drawn away from God by intermarriage with these pagans and eventually lose the Promised Land. So this week, we in the Old Testament, we heard repeatedly the same judgment. On Tuesday, our first reading said, Then the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. On Wednesday, it said, Thus the children of Israel dwelt among the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. And they took their daughters to be their wives and gave their daughters to their sons, and they served their gods. So the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and served Baals and Asherahs. Not for St. Peter's Day, on Thursday we would have heard, when Ehud was dead, the children of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord. On Friday we took a brief detour with the triumph of Deborah and Barak. And again this morning, as Carl just read, then the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, so the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian for seven years. As one commentator summarizes this entire Old Testament book, Israel's failure to keep God's covenant gives the reason for their failure to conquer the Promised Land in a kind of comprehensive way that accords with the promises to the patriarchs and with the overall picture of the conquest portrayed in Joshua. Yet Judges picks up the Bible's overarching theme of God's continuing initiative in redeeming sinful humanity. Gideon today shows how we can bravely resist these temptations and do what is right in the sight of the Lord. That is true for the faithful um, remnant of the Old Testament, even if not for all of God's people. This brings us to this morning's New Testament lesson, which centers on the fable, famous parable of the sower. This parable is told by Matthew, Mark, and Luke has been very powerful for me personally as it summarizes the ups and downs of my faith life. Fortunately, this is not one of those parables where we, this is one of those parables where we don't have to guess what Jesus meant because after his disciples are puzzled, he explains it to them and thus to us. First, we have the seed that falls by the wayside, which represents the devil taking the word from us. Then we have the seed on the rock that has no roots and soon gives way to temptation. Third, we have the thorns, which, as Jesus says, are choked with cares, riches, and pleasures of life. Finally, we have the faithful who keep God's word and bear with patience, bear fruit with patience. For those of us who have been in the church for a while, and in particular attending daily office, I get a sense that we live in these last two categories, wrestling with the temptations of the world that can take our focus off what we know to be the truth of God's word and plan for us. Today, this morning, I have cast off some of these distractions of the world by entering retirement, or at least semi-retirement. I'll let you know in a few months whether it makes a difference or not. To conclude, if we consider the big picture, we know that despite being God's people, as Paul famously says in Romans 3, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Yet we know those sins can be forgiven. As Jesus said yesterday to the sinful woman, your sins are forgiven, your faith has saved you, go in peace. Of course, the word gospel literally means good news, and this is the good news all Christians share. As this morning psalm reminds us, 
O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is gracious, and his mercy endureth forever. We now return to page 18 of the Book of Common Prayer. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace, and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. that may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings, and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we thine unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Thank you to Carl and Britt for making this morning's worship possible. Morning, Luke. Thank you, Thank you for your gospel, Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Have a good day, everybody. Goodbye. 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 Ha, <laughs>